It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 29th, 2020, already the end of May. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about the development opportunity and the necessity of the Orlando Magic finishing the season, uh, something that I've been 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 big on uh, throughout the course of this 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 hiatus about why it's important that the Magic finish the season and get their opportunity to play in the playoffs. I'll explain a little bit more about my thoughts on that and why it's really important for one player in particular. We'll get into all that. Plus, John Hollinger and Nate Duncan from the Duncan and Hollinger Show share their thoughts on Evan Fournier's potentially impending free agency. We'll get their thoughts and react to that as well coming up on today's show. But before we do that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. There's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. We recently did a crossover podcast with Locked On Grizzlies. If you want the latest on the Western Conference's eighth seed, check out Locked On Grizzlies. There's also podcasts for every single team in the NBA, plus NFL, MLB, NHL, and College too. Download them wherever you download podcasts today, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Additionally, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. When it comes to the benefits of experience and, and, and all that, it, there's, there's logical sense to it. There, there's logical sense to it. It, it. It's it's one of those, I think sometimes it's one of those fan things that 
players or coaches may not put as much stock into, but it makes logical sense to us that experience makes teams better. I, I, I would sit here and say observationally from the way that, that the team has acted and the way the Magic have acted this year, their playoff experience this year has helped them navigate and weather the storms of this season much better. I say with a fair amount of certainty that if last year's Magic team faced all the the trials and injuries that this year's team faced, they would not be in a playoff position. And Honestly, I I think they might be in a position where we're preparing to say the season is over whenever the bubble begins or whenever the campus setting begins uh, at Disney. So, it feels like experience has value. It has, that there's something there. But, of course, it's not everything. Of course, it's only part of the solution or part of the equation. Because if experience really did matter, we wouldn't just be talking about the Magic sneaking into the playoffs as the 7 or 8 seed. We would be talking about them doing what we all imagined they would do. Take that leap up into 6-5-4 and really compete for something real in the Eastern Conference. To be sure, everything I say here is prefaced with this important fact. Because I know a lot of people are already ready to jump to the next season and jump to the offseason and jump to what comes next for this Magic franchise. Everything I say here is tinged with this undeniable fact. This season has been a disappointment. The Magic did not take that next step that we all hoped they would take. Some people believe they could compete for home court advantage. They are certainly not there. And the gulf between where the Magic are today and where the sixth place Indiana Pacers and Philadelphia 76ers are is six games, but it feels a lot longer. I've sat here on this podcast, and, and, I, and I think in discussions that I've had with people on Twitter, it does feel like this team has hit its ceiling. And so the next question, obviously, is what happens next? How do you build on what you have already? That's not to say this season is a failure. I, I want to make that perfectly clear, too. Just because the Magic didn't take that next step does not mean the season is a failure. Because... I've always believed that this season was more about confirming that last year wasn't a fluke. Because yes, the argument that a lot of people had and why they didn't like re-signing Nikola Vucevic and bringing back so much of the same roster was that we had six years of abject failure, you know, one one 30-win season in six years, that they weren't quite sure they could believe that that playoff run was, was anything more than just a flash in the pan. I, as much as I can say that this season was, was a disappointment, I can also sit here and say definitively the Orlando Magic are a playoff team in the Eastern Conference, but a playoff team nonetheless. They have confirmed that last year was not a fluke and that they have the capability, the experience, the composure, the poise to make the playoffs again in the Eastern Conference. You obviously want more. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely agreeing that you want more but they are good enough to make the playoffs. But, as I've said, I believe on this podcast before, depending on your perspective, that's either a start or an end. 
to be perfectly honest, this is a young team still. Aaron Gordon is 24. Mo Bamba is 21-22. Jonathan Isaac is 21-22. Markel Fultz is 21. Yeah, even their top guys, Nikola Vucevic is not yet 30. Evan Fournier is not yet 30. DJ Augustine is the oldest player on the roster, 32. Yes, they have guys who are in their primes, and Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier especially. But this is still a team that has tremendous growth potential. And so while it's abundantly clear that this season has sort of run its course, let's let's be real. I mean, if the Magic go to the playoffs, they're going to lose. We're under no impression that the Magic will beat the Raptors, the Bucks, or, or the Lakers, or the Clippers. They, they could still climb that high, I guess. We're under no impression that that's what's going to happen. Our focus is already on the offseason in many ways. In fact, I would argue, and I think I have argued on here, if not, I've argued it on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, that the Magic need to have their offseason plan set already. That, that nothing could happen this season or the rest of the season, short of Mo Bamba showing up as a completely different person, which, you know, there's apparently 28 more pounds of him. There is nothing that could happen this season that changes what has to happen in the offseason. So the Magic should already have their offseason plan set. I, I, I firmly believe that. But that doesn't mean the rest of the season is not important. That doesn't mean that the Magic don't still gain to benefit from the rest of this year. At this point, we don't know what the rest of the season is going to look like. We don't. If the season had played out as normal, those final 17 games would have been a huge test for the Magic. They had just started playing significantly better. Their offense had finally started to come around, and you know the players would say their defense was starting to come around. There were some signs that it was, but it still needed some work. The Magic were about to hit perhaps the softest part of their schedule with eight of their next 10 games at home and the majority of those games against non-playoff teams. We've all kind of sat here and assumed that the Magic would catch, pass, and defeat the Brooklyn Nets for the seventh seed and, and get that rematch with the Toronto Raptors and or with the Boston Celtics. Of course, that's not how the season's going to end. But at the very least, that run would have given the Magic a chance to play their way in, to feel the pressure of meaningful games, of having to win something, to compete for something at the end of the season when teams are playing at their best, and begin the preparation for the playoffs, to peak at the right moment. The schedule was set up for the Magic to have a very strong finish to the season, and we were, we were robbed a little bit of that. But the rest of this season, no matter what it looks like, can still serve that purpose. At this point, we're expecting somewhere between five to ten regular season games. I think seven or eight is probably going to be the number. Seven or eight regular season games to close the year out. If not that, then the first stage of group play will serve as sort of the regular season run-up to the playoffs, to the rest of the playoffs. We're still, you know, the details are still very fuzzy, but the league is going to ensure that there are games running up into the playoffs. And if you believe the GM survey that that appeared to to leak out, there'll probably be a play-in tournament, which the Magic will be involved in, regardless of how things shake out. And as I've argued here, that's important for this team, 
to be able to compete for something, compete for something real, compete for something meaningful, and win it. That's an experience that the Magic should want and should seek out. But what is absolutely clear too is they need this time to let young players develop. Mo Bamba did not go through last year's playoff experience. He did not go through last year's playoff run. His injury kept him from being part of that team. So he was not on the floor for those critical games and those crit- that critical preparation and those critical minutes. Markel Fultz has been on a playoff team. He's been around the Philadelphia 76ers. It's not like he's unfamiliar with the playoff atmosphere. But he has not been a key player on a playoff team. He does not have that experience, that well of knowledge in his bank. And that's what the Magic need for the rest of the season. They need to get those guys on the floor feeling that pressure, understanding how to perform under that pressure, and preparing for the playoffs. I think what has been abundantly clear from talking with Magic players who experienced the playoffs for the first time, that it was a different experience for them. Shoot, Nikola Vucevic, who had been in the playoffs with the Philadelphia 76ers in a, in, a, in, a more, in a deep bench role as a rookie, he almost certainly wants to get back to the playoffs and show some measure of redemption to show what he learned and how he has grown from last year and, and the disappointing performance he had in last year's playoffs. Everyone has a reason to get back. Everyone has a reason to finish this season off and gain something from this season. Experience is vital. It is not something to throw away. It is not something to just dismiss. It is a double-edged sword. It can either drive you to be better the next time you experience that situation it can lead to a little bit of complacency, as I think we've seen a little bit this year. But experience is still important nonetheless. Putting these guys through the fire once again. Sharpening them into games that matter. That's going to make this team better. You want to drive internal growth. You want to drive internal development. Give them a taste of what success really feels like. Let them understand the work and the feeling of doing something great. The most important win the Magic had last year was not the win in Game 1 of the playoffs against the Toronto Raptors. That was gravy on top of everything. The most important win was that win in Boston that clinched a playoff spot, that finally got the team into the postseason. It was a game the Magic had to win to avoid a play-in game on the final night of the season. The Magic are going to have that experience again this year. And they've got to make the most of it. Before we move on, I want to tell you a little bit about Built Bar. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. comes in 16 amazing flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, unlike some other energy bars and protein bars that are just Kind of nutty. I'm not a big nut guy. I don't like those. I don't like some of those those bars. They they don't feel right. That it's a chore to eat them. That's not Built Bar. Built Bar is the is the protein bar you want to eat. Now don't don't eat too many because you know while they are healthy and they're low calorie, you want to save some. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. 
You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And like I said, there there is a lot still to get done, even though it feels like the inevitable is going to happen with the Orlando Magic. They're, they're going to have to make some changes, and they're going to, and you know, honestly, it, it might mean taking a step back. I, I think that the discussions that I've had with, with, with some fans and some influencers in the Orlando Magic community is it, it feels like there's going to be some addition by subtraction. It, it's going to be difficult to make a big splashy move, perhaps, but certainly the Magic are going to have to make some moves to, to free up time for the players they really care about and want to develop, um, just, just to give them more responsibility and to kind of grow their roles. But there's still a lot to accomplish this year. Uh, again, the playoffs are, uh, to me, a big deal, and, and making the playoffs and, and going through that process, even without the playoff atmosphere, the playoff preparation is what matters. I, I don't care that the Magic lose in the first round again. I want them to put up a better fight. I want them to, to be more competitive than they were last year. But it's important that they get that preparation, they get that practice and that experience, as I said. But there's certainly one player who still has a lot to play for over the, over the final whatever of the season, over the final games of the season and, and, and what comes after that. And that player is Aaron Gordon. This has not been the season Aaron Gordon imagined he would have. When we started the year, I said this, and I'm sure a lot of other people did too, that if the Magic were going to be the team everyone thought they could be, Aaron Gordon would have to take a leap in his game. Aaron Gordon was a trendy pick, a dark horse pick, to make his first All-Star game. And even I would have said, even I said, and I know I said this, that if the Magic are going to have the kind of season that they imagine that they will have, Aaron Gordon needs to become the team's All-Star, kind of taking the mantle from Nikola Vucevic. Not that he would make Vucevic unnecessary or, or, or expendable, but it needed to become Aaron Gordon's team. They needed to prove that he was a more reliable shooter, a reliable scorer, a reliable defender. He needed to become the leader on the team. And to be certain, that has not happened. The biggest highlight of Aaron Gordon's season so far has been the dunk contest. Not a great kind of hallmark to have, I would say at this point. Um, you know, he, he wants to be known for more than his dunking. It's obviously been a frustrating season. After a, such a strong showing in the playoffs, and it really looked like he was about to take the leap, he has regressed in the key categories that, that he, didn't, he needed to expand on. He's averaging just 14.4 points per game, shooting a 47.9% effective field goal percentage. His three-point field goal percentage is at 30.2%. 
His rebounds, his blocks, his steals, his defensive numbers, assist numbers, all at the same levels as last year. This is literally just an issue with him scoring. Injuries have played a role. There is no doubt about that. He suffered an injury in training camp and needed some time to recover. He's had the ankle sprain in November, probably came back too quickly from that, was dealing with nagging pain throughout December and January, had to miss a few games. And it really wasn't until the All-Star break, until, until around February, that he started to look like the player that he was last year. Now, the way he played after the All-Star break was certainly encouraging. 15.4 points per game, 9.1 rebounds per game, 6.8 assists per game, 51.4 effective field goal percentage, despite his three-point percentage being worse than 30%. The Magic found a way to use him more effectively, keeping him closer to the basket, and Gordon started moving the ball and playing at a much kind of faster tempo and within the offense that the Magic want to build. So Gordon has it in him. It's not that it went away. It just was tough to bring out. And part, part of that might be the roster construction. And so, more than any other player on this Magic roster, Aaron Gordon needs these playoffs. He needs the end of the season. He needs the postseason. To just kind of take a lot of that bad taste out of his mouth. To show that maybe the start of the season was about injuries. And that he is a player that is not only useful to the Magic, but perhaps useful to the rest of the league. Gordon's under contract, obviously, for two more years. Team-friendly deal. It's, It's not like he doesn't have a place in the NBA. Everyone recognizes that Aaron Gordon is a starter in this league, a great defender, and an intriguing offensive player at the very least. But, obviously, the Magic want and need more from him. Obviously, if you're eyeing the future, if you're eyeing past the season, the Magic probably have no better trade asset than Aaron Gordon at this point, or a trade asset that they're willing to get rid of because Jonathan Isaac's probably the best trade asset and the Magic aren't trading him anytime soon. If the Magic are going to make that big, splashing move that everyone wants them to make, it's going to involve Aaron Gordon. I hate to say it to, to the Aaron Gordon fans. I'm an Aaron Gordon fan. I hate saying it. But this is what the Magic need. This is what Aaron Gordon needs. He needs to finish the season strong. He needs the end of the season to show that he is a potential primetime player, a player that could still become the all-star we all imagine. It is hardly time to give up on Aaron Gordon. He is 24 years old. Yes, he's been in the league for six years already. But he is still showing areas that he continues to grow. And his assists since the All-Star break have been incredible. They're simple passes. They're not like crazy playmaking passes. But you make the right play enough, you rack up the stats. You rack up the numbers. Of course, there is a lot of information going against Gordon. It's, It's not like... You can erase the entire season season for him. But finishing the season strong will help him get back in the right mindset, back in the right lane, and give the Magic a better understanding of how they'll need to use him moving forward if they decide to keep him. No one needs this more than Aaron Gordon.
Because yes, the Magic do have a bit of an uncertain future that they'll have to plan for very, very soon. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Obviously, one of the big questions, one of the lingering questions for the Orlando Magic in this coming offseason is the free agency of Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier has a player option for the final year of his contract, and at this point, with so much uncertainty about the salary cap, so much uncertainty about what the market's going to look like in the NBA, a market that doesn't have a lot of potential, uh, potential teams that would be willing to pay the price tag that Evan Fournier wants, it is starting to look more and more likely that Evan Fournier will opt into the final year of his deal. Um, but if he decides to opt out, Evan Fournier very well might be the best shooting guard on the free agent market. There would be a market for him if there's a team willing to spend. And that's that's the big question. And we don't quite know yet how the cap will turn out. And so it's a lot of information gathering that Evan Fournier and his, and his agent and, and his team are going to have to gather before they make the final decision on his contract situation. This is something that John Hollinger and Nate Duncan discuss on uh, the latest episode of the Hollinger and Duncan Show. And because John Hollinger is a former front office executive with the Memphis Grizzlies, thought it'd be interesting to share his take on Evan Fournier and his free agency. I think we can move on to the twos, which this uh, this guard market is uh, not not a looker. Yeah, so DeRozan is going to opt in at age 30, almost certainly he's making like high 20s. Fournier is something that you and I have talked about a lot on this show. Yeah. I mean, clearly I think most guys are going to move more towards opting in in these circumstances. I don't see the team out there that even though he's 27 is going to give him much more than the mid-level, even though I think he's worth it. And so he's 17-5 this year. You think he opts in unless he wants to go for more security from the Magic? Yeah. Uh, so there's two guys really here worth talking about that are almost birds of a feather, who are Evan Fournier and Tim Hardaway, who will definitely be the top two free agent shooting guards if they indeed become free agents. And it's a, it's an interesting calculus for them because there aren't many room teams, as you pointed out. Um, I do think the Hawks would be willing to pay a good wing uh, as long as it's somebody who's in his 20s. And so I, I think that's one angle. The Hawks will have more cap room than anybody. But this is this is where a good agent can really help you because um, you know you're not you're not supposed to negotiate before free agency begins, and I certainly would never have done this in Memphis. But <laughs> what a good agent can do is get in touch with teams and suss out what the market is going to be, who are the suitors, and what are the price points, yeah. and in, figure in a out. general sense, of course, not, not any. No, oh, no, no, of course not. Of yeah. course not. You would never make a specific offer before July 1st. That would be unthinkable. Um, so I, yeah, I, you leave out how many cents 
Uh, <laughs> you're going to include in the offer. It's not. A, it's not a done deal. It's all just the outlines of a deal. Closing so, in on a deal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So they're they're probably going to know before they make their decision to opt out what what their deal is going to look like, and it could lead again to another deal where where it's opt in plus extend because the a good agent again would be talking to Orlando too and saying, well, if I opt out, I can get. You know, 23 from Phoenix, but if you guys will, if you guys will match that, he's willing to stay here. You know, in a hypothetical conversation that, of course, never happened with us. I, I did hear something in all seriousness on that. I don't know if you've, this has come up in any discussions you've had that this year, number one, there's no combine. Number two, the league has these strictures now where you know, they're able to look at bones and stuff to see if there's tampering before yeah. the official deadline. And so what I was told is at least uh, this agent said that people from teams are reticent to discuss stuff and he he was having a, a little bit harder of a read than usual figuring out where his client was but this is you know this is back a couple months ago yeah um but without the ability to talk in person now due to the pandemic even even on the phone he said that teams were kind of reticent to have the same level of conversations that they had had before yeah and there's only one person who told me this but have you heard anything uh, along those no lines? i mean the uh the the phone police are definitely going to be a uh, a problem that we never had to deal with so that that could be a game changer and i also think there's a sense among teams that if you're going to get busted don't do it over evan fournier right <laughs> get, get busted <laughs> trying to get Giannis, you know <laughs> so uh I, I i do think teams will will probably play it a little closer to the vest uh more by the book uh this this off season because of that. Yeah, I mean, and even on a phone call, like I think whenever these new rules come into place, that everyone's going to be more conservative until they kind of see how it plays out. But on a phone call, you can still you can't prove anything unless there's not going to be nobody's required to record their phone conversation. Simply, yeah, the fact that you had a phone conversation and then you know you might get asked about what you said in that phone conversation on June 25th with this guy's agent is probably the worst it's going to happen. But also, like nobody's none of these other teams are going to be like pushing a tampering investigation over like Evan Fournier or something either. So that's, uh, that's these, true. These are well. all kind of lower stakes. And I like, frankly, once the team season is over, like I didn't, I never cared that they did that. Did you care like that other teams did that once the season was over? Once the season was over, I did not. Yeah. Uh, th- that, that's a very clear line in the sand though. If, if we're still playing games then that's complete breach of, uh, protocol. Yeah. I, I, that to me is fair, but you know, once the season's over like if people like trying to figure out whether you're going to opt out or not or like to to grease the skids in that way like i think that's just that's like just important for everybody's sanity to me like just to make better decisions like having that a little more efficiency in the market is a good thing for both players and teams in the end yeah um so we'll, we'll see how that plays out Definitely some interesting thoughts as, as we thought about with Evan Fournier. Uh, there's certainly the possibility that Fournier opts out and, and understands that the Magic probably need him more than he needs the Magic in a lot of ways. I, I would say not that I think there's a bad relationship between Fournier and the Magic. I think Evan really likes it in Orlando. He's obviously started his family here in Orlando. Um, you know, I think he has a, I think he enjoys the lifestyle here. But um, certainly business is business, and, and, and that's just the way things are. Um, 
the Magic are going to find it very difficult to replace Evan Fournier um, on this free agent market. There just aren't free agents out there that I think would interest the Magic, that I think they'd be willing to make long-term investments in. And they don't have the depth at that position. I mean, you could start with someone who's also a restricted free agent. Um, you know, you could Chumo Kiki can't play the two. You can draft the two. Uh, for, for what the Magic want to do, there probably isn't a better option uh, on the table than Evan Fournier. Um, you know, I've I've talked with Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports, and and he wouldn't he's told me he wouldn't be surprised if Fournier ends up signing uh, some type of extension or new or new contract. Um, certainly, opting in is, I think, the safe play for Evan Fournier because of how uncertain this market is, and, and I don't think he'll be able to get the seventeen five that he got uh, that that he he would make if he stayed with Orlando. I, I just I don't think that that's out there on the market. But I think you know Hollinger and Duncan make a really good point that. You know, a team like Atlanta, you know, they're really invested in Kevin Herter, so I'm not sold that Evan Fournier is the kind of guy they'd go after. They've obviously got DeAndre Hunter at, at small forward, but if I'm a team like Atlanta, I do look heavily at Evan Fournier because I think he could be a nice, kind of not a secondary playmaker, but I think he could play off of Trey Young really well. And if I'm a team like Atlanta that's trying to get myself into the playoffs a little bit, into the playoff picture a little bit more, they obviously made the big splash to go after Clint Capella. That was kind of a free agent move for them. Um, they, they're one of the few teams with cap room. I would think about signing a player like Evan Fournier and, and adding another veteran. If I'm serious about making the playoffs, I need veterans. I need guys that have been there. I need guys that I can count on. And while Kevin Herter, I think, is an interesting and good player, Evan Fournier is better at this point. Granted, Atlanta has a lot of young wings that they want to develop. Herter, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. It, it's it's not. I don't think it's a home run that, that Atlanta would be interested in a player like Fournier. Um, I don't think that that I don't know if that's a real threat, but like Hollinger and Duncan said, and I've heard this said elsewhere, Evan Fournier's agent has to do some really good uh, reconnaissance. He has to do some really good intelligence gathering. Um, you know, it, it is it is something that you know I didn't even think about till I was listening back to that clip. That you know you don't have the combine. The combine is usually where you get a lot of rumors. You start you know kind of seeing what the movings and shakings of the summer are going to be as teams talk with player agents uh, to, to get to set up draft stuff, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, I, I, I think both Hollinger and Duncan are right. You know, that's probably where you, you speak a little bit in hushed tones about, so what's this guy thinking? What's, what's, what's the deal with this? What are you thinking for your summer? What, 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 what are you looking to do? You know, you, you serve your other clients as well. You have, you're, you're, you're talking to them anyway. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that stuff does go on. I don't think it's, I think it's hush-hush. I don't think, you know, obviously there's no record of it, but without the combine and, and the pandemic, you know, you're not seeing Jeff Waltman face-to-face. You're, those, that, that agent uh, executive meeting is not happening face-to-face. And like they said, because the NBA is trying to crack down on tampering after uh, after the, the crazy July 1st that we had last year, um, it, 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 seem, it does seem like teams are, are going to be a little bit more cautious. And, and, you know, this isn't a big free agency. Like they said, Evan Fournier is not a guy to get penalized for. Um, so it, it, Evan Fournier and his, and his representatives have their work cut out for them to make a smart decision. I think Fournier opts in. I, do, I think that that is ultimately the decision he makes, defers his free agency decision for another year. Gets one more crack with the Magic. I think the Magic want him to opt in because then you know he becomes a little bit of a trade asset. But I wouldn't put it past the Magic, you know, even though it does feel like they need to move on and 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 start kind of evolving the team in a, in a different direction. Evan Fournier is so central to what this team does. They don't have a lot of other shooters. They don't have a lot of other guards. 
it's hard for me to imagine that they're willing to let Fournier walk if they can get Fournier back on another front-loaded deal. Maybe they start him at 17 or 17.5 and de-escalate his contract over three or four years. If they can get him to agree to that, wrap it up this summer, you know, do do a do a you know opt out and extend or do a do a sign and extend type deal, uh, get it done and, and have that kind of in your back pocket to use as a trade trip or as this is a part of our team moving forward for the next several years. So I do think that there are a lot of options on the table, a lot more options on the table than uh, what uh, appears to be, but I do think Fournier ultimately opts in and he'll be uh, in a Magic uniform at least potentially to start the 2021 season. Um, Remember, it's important to note too, the Magic would not be able to trade Evan Fournier on draft night, assuming that free agency doesn't precede the draft. Um, Even then, they wouldn't be able to because... Of that, if, if Fournier opts in, they would be able to trade him. Um, but until he makes that decision, until those papers are signed, he is not available for trades on draft night, or not available to be moved around. Then he is—he still acts like a free agent until the free agency period begins. So that is important to note. He is not a trade ship for the draft. If that's what you're thinking, not yet, at least he's got to opt in. He's a free agent if he does nothing. If he—if he tells the team I'm opting in, he become—he does not become a free agent. That's—that's that's essentially. Uh, what the option is. The option belongs to Fournier on whether to opt in. Um, you know, the default is he becomes a free agent. That's that's the way I, I, I would explain it. But that's a little bit further down the road, and that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. Be sure to check out the latest episode of the Locked On NBA podcast. They're still doing a great job covering the national issues around the NBA. On the latest episode of Locked On NBA, they break down each potential format should the NBA resume. Definitely of interest to the Magic as they will be involved in whatever it is as one of the teams at the tail end of the playoffs. Um, I I am in favor, as, as I mentioned um, the other day, I am in favor of a... Of, a, of, of some type of play-in tournament for the Magic. I do think that the play-in tournament benefits the Magic, even if they ultimately lose their playoff spot, because I want them you know, to get something out of the rest of the season. I want them to play pressure games. I want them to be in games that they have to win. I think that is ultimately what's going to help this team grow. And so I would, I, I would at the very least like to see a regular season and then a play-in tournament for the Magic to get, to get into the playoffs, to play their way into the playoffs, because um, I think that's ultimately more valuable for them. I am actually coming around to, and I think... A, a, a World Cup style group play tournament is best um, for everyone involved. Um, however, I I would say personally, I don't think that the league should should uh, get rid of conference denominations. I think the conference denomination should stay for the moment, at least. That's that's just my opinion. Um, but you can check out uh, Locked On NBA to break down all the potential formats for the NBA's return. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.